Theatre critics are now examining their own profession. They say criticism has a problem. It's mostly male and overwhelmingly white. So it's vital that the next generation of critics include people of colour. They say that more diverse critics will make theatre more accessible. And as Elizabeth Erb reports, they're shaking things up. Inside the Vivian Beaumont Theatre at Lincoln Centre, the lobby is packed. The theatre goers are here to see the musical Camelot, and conversation is buzzing. But when you ask some critics to look at the crowd, they see a problem. Like Desiree Brown. I sent her some videos from inside and asked her to describe the audience. From the videos that you happen to capture, not particularly diverse, um, happen to be particularly older, white, uh, assuming cis woman. Which Brown says is typical of the makeup of many Broadway audiences. Brown, like all the critics I spoke to in this piece, identifies as a person of color. She says the lack of diversity is an issue that many arts organizations are struggling with. Arts institutions are really grappling with what their audiences look like. They are trying to hit a certain demographic. Uh, most of the time it happens to be younger folks or it happens to be people of color, black and brown folks who are you know, rarely seen in these audiences. Bringing in a more diverse audience is a complicated issue. There's many potential hurdles, like ticket prices that can run into the hundreds of dollars. But since many theatergoers read reviews before they buy tickets, Brown feels the way in which criticism is written and who writes it is one key way to diversify audiences. One of the, the conversations that is rarely held is, who are the folks that are talking about these shows? Because that also actively affects what the audiences look like. Because people gravitate to who they trust, who they listen to. And sometimes it all comes from the language that a critic speaks in, the way that they speak. And that's why she and fellow critic Akemeni Ekpo have just launched Keep Your Change, an online publication of New York theater reviews. Writing reviews in, in a way that's not so committed to the kind of stuffy paradigms of uh, I'm a critic writing for the New York Times and so every word I have every other word has to be an SAT word. ECPO is after a more diverse audience like more young people and people of color so her reviews aren't your typical reviews. The casual tone that we have when we talk about theater with our peers is the kind of tone that we try to write with. The two met through BIPOC Critics Lab. Hey y'all, my name is Gamaliel Arroyo from the BIPOC Critics Lab. A new program to train the next generation of diverse critics. So it seems like Dark Disabled Stories feels like this constant living, breathing um, play because we see- The program was founded in 2020 after the murder of George Floyd and the racial justice movements that followed. All of this emerging work comes at a critical time, not just for theater. In the fine arts world, several board members of the International Association of Arts Critics have recently resigned over the organization's failure to enact a diversity plan, including visual arts critic Seth Rodney. I could really need to be oriented in the direction of diversity, equity, um, access, and inclusion. And although they've made noises about this for the past, I don't know how many years, they actually don't do anything practically to get there. And for New York theater, the lack of diversity in criticism is clear. Just look at who's on staff for major publications. TDF stages critic Juan Michael Porter II 
even put together a graph to illustrate the problem. Where I took the photo of every single lead theater critic in New York for a Broadway show. So if a Broadway show opens, um, it can have up to 30 different writers. Only five of those writers at any given point can be not white. As part of his graph, he listed the five critics. Linda Armstrong, who's at Amsterdam News, Vincent Cunningham at The New Yorker, Maya Phillips at New York Times, me when I was at a, a number of different publications, and Ayana Prescott. More diverse shows are being produced on Broadway, like Fat Ham, a Hamlet-inspired play about black masculinity and queerness. Like your pops went to jail, his pops went to jail, his pops went to jail, his pops went to jail, and what's before that, huh? Slavery. <laughs> you know, it's inherited trauma. But Porter says the reviews that were written after its recent opening were by overwhelmingly white journalists. More white people wrote about that show than black people. And you start to wonder, well, why is that? Who made that choice? And it is the publications that make that choice. You can say like, well, they have a staff writer on hand. And does it really make sense for a staff writer who has no lived experience with the subject matter to comment on it? Are you going to hire someone who's never driven a car to be your car mechanic? Desiree Brown, the young writer, says her new publication is one answer to this problem. As the theater world is beginning to shift and morph, including voices of people of color and more shows and stories surrounding people of color, I would just love to hear someone from my community speak on what they thought of that show. But Brown also says there's room for everyone. We are not here to try to put down other critics who just happen to be white. We just want to include ourselves into that conversation. Um, if we are not invited to the table, then we will surely just pull up a chair and sit down anyways. As the Tony Award season approaches, Brown and Ekpo will continue to write their reviews. They hope more young writers of color will join them. Elizabeth Erb, Columbia Radio News.